Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. It is I, your favorite indie author, LaDosha Wright, coming to you live and direct from Cleveland, Ohio, and the fuzzy, fuzzy Gambia. That's what you hear a little bit in the background. In a moment, we're going to be bringing in uh, the illustrious Fatou Sane Gay, the founder of the Gay and Girl Skills Academy. So we apologize in advance for a little bit of the sound, um, let's say, fuzz that you're hearing because we're going to be talking to her internationally and we know how the connection can be. But before we get started, and we thank you for your patience again, I'm going to cover our three uh, current events, and then we're going to get Fatu into this interview as we talk about the wonderful, I call it the illustrious Gay and Girl Skills Academy located in Banjo. Gambia. So speaking of the motherland of Bonjour Gambia, it is no big secret that President Biden has uh, openly announced that he is going to nominate an African-American female woman uh, for America's Supreme Court Justice. And let me tell you right now, non-Black folk mainly white folk, some of them are not too happy with his announcement that um, his uh, recommendation, his nominee, is going to be an African-American. And then shortly after that, the word female. So I'm just, you know, I'm kind of wondering how are you guys feeling about that? Um, I think it's an absolute wonderful, wonderful must Forget ideal. It is a must. And I commend Joe Biden for taking the time uh, to just go ahead and announce it and then acknowledge that African-Americans, we have done everything humanly possible to hold this country accountable to everything that they wrote in the Constitution, as well um, as uh, so many other things uh, that this country said they want to do for its citizens. However, we know that when it comes to African Americans, um, the legal system and, and the Constitution, you know, they just got some issues around African Americans. So I say nominate her, let's get her in and let's get this party started. Uh, so, and that's just the way it has to go down because we've done a lot for this country and they deserve it. She deserves it rather. So I'm wishing whoever he nominates the best of luck and um, they, they're just gonna do a wonderful job. Now, speaking of wonderful jobs, uh, we have the Crown Act uh, that's, that's it's coming through in so many states here in the United States, also around the world. The Crown Act is making its waves where discrimination against textured hair uh, on African-Americans or Africans in the diaspora is no more. So uh, women and men and the LGBTQ community, everybody is speaking up saying we're not having this. And you know what? The, the, the powers that be uh, uh, in the legal world, they're listening and they're saying, you know what? We're going to ban this type of discrimination and we're going to end it. Now, in Ohio, we haven't quite got there yet, but it is going to be introduced. But currently in the city or, uh, or the suburb of Cleveland Heights, which is where my salon is located, uh, Councilwoman Davida Russell has officially 
uh, made that she introduced the legislation and now it is um, an ordinance in uh, Cleveland Heights to ban all forms of hair discrimination. So we would like to give a super duper shout out to Councilwoman Davida Russell. She introduced the bill. And so in Cleveland Heights, the Crown Act exists. However, in the state of Ohio, it's still a little bit of struggle. But you know what? Don't worry about that struggle too much, guys, because we are offering free support uh, in the guise of the Ubuntu Hair Love Project. So this is a project that is free. That's right. It is a free project that offers support, giveaways, grub, love, hugs, all around hair love to those who have issues around hair discrimination hair shaming, hair bullying, and of course, dislike of one's own hair. So this group is free. It starts Sunday, November, the, I'm sorry, Sunday, February the 6th, between 2 to 4 p.m. at the Revis Design Team Hair Salon located in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Please call us at 216-321-1101. So now that we have our current events out of the way, and it looks like we're talking about a little bit of Black power, okay? So uh, speaking of this Black, or better yet, African power is the word that I prefer to use, um, it is now time to bring in the one and only the woman who inspires my every single move, my mentor. I call her my sister, love friend, Mrs. Fatou Sengay. Welcome, Fatou. Thank you, Ladrisa. Thank you for having me on this beautiful platform. Hello and good afternoon to everyone. It's afternoon in the Gambia, but I guess it's morning where you are. So I'll also say good morning. Assalamu alaikum to everybody out there uh, listening. Okay. Well, like a salam. Okay. I hope I said that right. I think I said it wrong. Well, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I heard the arm in there. You All did. right. Okay. All right. So here we go. Let's get started. Now, let me tell you guys a little bit um, about Fatu. So uh, Fatu is the founder. She is the creator of the Gay and Joel Skills Academy. We're going to let her tell us a little bit more about the Gay and Joel Skills Academy. Um, but she is also like one of the most phenomenal, extraordinary uh, change agent on the planet. So I had the blessed opportunity to travel to the Gambia in 2019 uh, via um, the Textures Intercultural Exchange 2019, which was and still is a developmental and humanitarian aid endeavor um, that's all about supporting the education of cosmetology in Gambia and Senegal, aka Senegambia. And so from that wonderful opportunity, I was able to help write um, the cosmetology curriculum in partnership with Fatu students and other cosmetology school owners uh, of the Gay and Joel Skills Academy and Banjul, Banjul Gambia. And so Fatu facilitated this entire process. And of course, it was a life-changing experience. So Fatu, tell everybody uh, about the Gay and Joel Skills Academy. When did you uh, put, first, why did you put it together? When did you do it? And tell us what it's about. 
Thank you very much. Kinjero Skills Academy is a social enterprise wherein we tackle problems and get the youths of the streets with marketable skills. We do hairdressing and beauty cosmetics and fashion design and catering and home management. Now we now think of doing energy and also climate change resilient projects in order to also work with deforestation and also support the young people not to migrate to the Deadly Sea to Europe, but do it in the right way and also lift the work on rural urban drift within the Gambia. That is why we have three institutions, two in the rural and one in the urban. We have one in the border to Senegal and the other one not far from there, which is Soma and Farafene, and we have Brussels. We have started this institution t since 2009, and the rural one, we started eleven. We've just celebrated the 10 years anniversary of that one last two weeks ago. We've graduated over 5,000 young people over the years, and 80% of them are gainfully employed because the skills they do are very marketable. We empower 80% of young people that are women and the remaining boys. Because we believe that a woman, if empowered, they can develop a nation. So that is why we really focus on empowering women. We also do men as well, but women is most of our focus. Our vision lies in empowering women because we want to have a vibrant economy with people that can work very hard and change the landscape of the African continent. Wow. Uh, now, I'm have been, thank you. I'm sorry, let me just interject before you finish thank that you. next one. Did you mm -hmm. hear this, guys? Y'all like me, don't you let her talk. Let me just say this right quick. Did you mm -hmm. hear the unapologetically? Uh, support and empowerment and the understanding of the role that women play uh, and what she caused in building uh, the continent. So um, continue what I just wanted to just, you know, get that out my Thank system. <laughs> Thank you. Um, over the years, we have partnered with um, reputable institutions like the United Nations. We've partnered with um, the United, the European Union in order to empower more young people with skills and also give them the possibilities of opening their own businesses. We have also partnered with the Reverend Design Team, Ladosa Wright, she's our number one supporter. She has supported us to strengthen the educational side of what we do by giving us a library together with the Cleveland Public Library. They've supported us and the Black Dot to have a very good library that even the public now comes in to use our library. You know, um, and that is really uplifting what we're doing. And she also support us to train our students online. And that was amazing during the COVID. And that has also given us an added advantage and added value for the, our partners on the ground, like the UN, the EU, to further trust what we do and believe in the quality that we deliver. So we had that partnership with Ladosa and she's in very supportive of what we do and believe in our cause. So uh, we'll say thank you to, to Ladosa for believing in us and supporting us from day one. And we believe this partnership will further take us a very long way because it's all about empowering young women in the continent where you all belong, we believe. Um, Ladosa, I think I've told you, I told you a little bit more about Gay Jura. 
and I'll refer your other questions. Okay, so Steve Fatu is getting me together right here uh, mm-hmm. on the podcast, What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon, and this is how we bring it to you, pure and unadulterated, also live and direct, this time from the Gambia. Now, um, you spoke a little bit about, uh, and I love the word you use, social enterprise. Can you expand on uh, social enterprise in the folds of a of a vocational school such as the Gay and Joel Skills Academy. Um, talk a little bit more about that. I believe everyone who's listening, um, I'm sure you are as I am. We are very like um, just proud and we want to know more about the social enterprise of the Gay and Joel Skills Academy. Thank you. Um, social enterprise means looking at the societal problems around you and try to solve them. When I started, I only had a saloon. That was in 2007, when I came home from studies in 2005. 2007, I had a saloon. And then living in the TDA, meaning the tourist industrial area, I saw a lot of young girls just fully in very old white people thinking that that's the end because they can give them money. So I decided to change somebody's mindset and said, do you want to come to my salon and learn a skill that you can be able to employ yourself and support yourself. This is how the societal um, part come in, because it was a societal problem. And to change that mindset, break the paradigm, get, break into the mist and bring something that is really tangible and economical, that's how I think that I could have done it. Then this girl said, yes, I would like to follow. Every day she come to the salon, we'll walk up till when we close, she learned few things and we started giving her tips and she was motivated and Later on, she said, I would rather stay and, you know, learn further. Then I said, because I was studied and I got certificates, why can't I turn it to a skill center wherein I can get more young girls like her, change their mindsets and give them a sustainable life that is very decent, that they wouldn't fool anybody to get it, but they would work really hard to earn for themselves and be independent. And that's how we start getting into, into the society, getting people like that. Getting, that is why our slogan is getting youth of the streets. Getting them up the streets, give them skills that they will not go back to the streets and be who they were, but get back up the streets and be a very um, good citizen that can contribute to the economy of our country and grow it and motivate others to also follow. And then with that, if we empower 10, I believe in the power of 10. Because if I empower 10 women, get them up the streets, change their mindsets, be, let them be independent, let them be reliant, let them earn for themselves and do whatever they want from their own pocket. Those 10 will empower another 100. Because each one of them, I believe, will empower 10 on the way or more. But if they empower 100, that 100, if they empower 10, 10, 10, that will be a 10,000. And that is nation building. And this is how we get into our communities to get young people out and see how best to support them. This is why we also talk to donors that can support them to at least have a skill. And after having those skills, we don't just leave them. But we also talk again to the donors to support them, set up their own businesses. With that, they will never go back to where they were, but they will be empowered and they look for ways of empowering others. And that is sustainability. Because if you look at a nation where there are so many youths and they're not doing anything, that nation is really unsafe. But if you train those young people, give them skills that they can be on them on themselves and work independently, and and we're very happy that they've worked and earned then that nation is moving economically 
and it will be very viable and there will be less crime and it will grow very fast. This is our mission in social work that we do. Wow, that is extremely powerful. Now, I know everyone who's listening, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, works in various capacities here in the United States and around the world, <clears throat> excuse me again. And the, the notion, the concept, uh, and actually the unmitigated gall, you know, she has a lot of nerve, you know, to take this concept of, of, of social uh, enterprise and introduce it, put it into the folds of the actual school's mission, purpose, and function, and to really address what the, uh, what's, what the nation is facing. Now, I'm sure all of us who work in these various capacities, we could take some key points from Fatu. I know I was writing some notes. So feel free to replay this and hear what Fatu has to say again, because that was definitely some powerful advice when you're talking about breaking the paradigm of, um, of bagging. So this was uh, like the norm for uh, a lot of people uh, in Bajul, basically around the world, even in America, uh, there's a paradigm of crime and people, younger people feeling like they don't have to, you know, go to school or they're turning to a life um, of, of crime. And she's saying that uh, in, uh, bringing social enterprise into the fold uh, of her school and the education is the mission this began the way of breaking uh, the social paradigm of begging and saying, hey, let's address this challenge by replacing it with a skill that will give you value and you can take care of yourself forever. And then of course, this is going to impact and build a nation. If you're, you're talking about profound, I wish I had a horn to blow us so I'll do it with my mouth. So that's what's going down. So with that being said, now I know what some of you guys are thinking. Well, I think I know what you guys are thinking as you're listening to this interview. So I'm going to ask it for you. The next question I would like to ask you is considering the challenge of, uh, of people who are in situations where they, they feel like they have to beg or they can't do it or it's too hard or I don't have enough money. Um, how do you address the challenges of uh, just the mental angst, the fear, the concerns, maybe even the negativity and, and the reluctance of a youth who may want to come, but they have all those issues that saying, I don't think I can do it. How do you help those youth like change their minds? Um, I don't believe that everybody should be begging. I believe that there is an opportunity for each and everyone. If you really wanted to do something in life, there must be something that you can come up with to do it. It doesn't necessarily mean that you must have money to do whatever you want to do. Even a simple idea can be turned into a business opportunity that can help you. But if you have that idea, they said there are certain things that you have in life. And if you sit on them, if you don't tell people, you might not be able to resolve them. But if you talk to people and talk to people who you believe can support, that can change and you can be somebody tomorrow. So I always tell young people, come out, tell us what you have, because they all have to get out of their comfort zones in order to test their limits and know that they have something unique and something special in them. Whenever you test yourself in something that you've never done or you haven't done before, people will see 
the best out of you or you will see things that will um that you'll be inspired about and said wow i'll do this but if you just sit in a corner and never try what is out there you will not know what is out there for you so i always tell young people come out with whatever you have in your heart talk to people relevant people that you think that can be of help to you and i believe that that help will come because people like you, like those are philanthropists that we admire so much, you look at the societal problems and you try to solve them. There are people like you out there who can also look at the societal problems and try to solve them. Sometimes it's difficult for some people, really difficult to be able to do it. But if they talk to people, they might have a gateway of getting it done. Or if they try something, it can help them. I have a student that wanted to do hairdressing very much, but she couldn't have done it. Then she started selling what she started selling stops in the market. From there, she went to a salon and started learning how to do nails. If I send her pictures, you'd be amazed. She was in the market fixing nails for people until when she can gather some money. Then she tried for herself. She did it herself. And then helping her will be very easy because you will know that the passion is there, the commitment is there, and she will be ready to do it. And whenever I come across people like her, I always support them because I know that it will not be wasted. So this is the amount I had. So the pictures that this is what I was doing. And I really wanted to learn. But paying the fees is a bit difficult for me because my mom sells in the market and she doesn't have enough to help me. My dad passed away. I cannot do it. Then when I looked at her, I said, okay, we'll take this and then give you the rest as a scholarship. To now, she, when she finished, she bought two chairs, have a little shop, and she opened a salon. That woman is committed. And if supported, she can excel because she believes in the course. You must have a passion that is real. And whenever you have that passion, follow the passion and it can lead you to something great in life rather than just copy from people, but follow what is in your heart. That is what I tell people and start. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you don't think about things, you act on them. Entrepreneurs act. They, they ask and ask and ask questions, but when they get it right, they act on it. They don't just sit down and wait. Let us act in order to get out of our comfort zones, test our limits, and see the and see how motivated we can be when we have that passion. Thank you. Wow. I can't I mean I'm just I think we should just do this more often, Fatu, because you're getting me together. Thank you. <laughs> I know you guys are laughing, like, well, don't you? You're so crazy. But listen, guys, this is what this interview is all about. You're listening to uh, my interview with Fatu Sangay, the founder of the Gay and Joral Skills Academy, as we talk about um, how she built this school, how she reaches out to the youth to really address uh, social issues by way of social enterprise, bringing this into the folds of the actual uh, school and the concept and how they deliver the education itself. I did have the blessed opportunity to go to um, to go home. That's why I go. I went home, y'all, and I didn't even want to come back. And I and I'm ready to go back because it was just that wonderful. So I witnessed firsthand the thirst, the um, uh, the determination, the creativity of various students that wanted, you know, to actually succeed. And like Fatou said, they really, really do just 
say, come on in and give it a try. But like she said, this cannot happen without, you know, donations and people giving, uh, not just the United Nations, not just the bigger funders, but everyday people like you guys who are listening uh, to this podcast. And a lot of you who are listening actually helped um, by donating, you know, for my trip to go to Africa and to fund the right library that's located inside the Gay and Joel Skills Academy. So um, are there ways that people uh, can donate? I know they can, I can accept donations on your behalf, which I send the money directly to Fatu, but are there other ways people who are listening can donate? Um, yes, I believe that they can surely donate if they have the heart to do it and the ability to also support their brothers and sisters in the motherland. Because some young people really deserve to have a life change. Some young people really needed to be supported to make a change. And I believe if they are supported and make a change, they will not only change, but change and change others along the way. Because... Um, if they, like I said, if they empower, they can empower so many other young people. So if they would like to support, I will leave that with you. They can do it through you. You're very transparent in doing that. You can go on a podcast or go on live for us to appreciate them. And also, even if they were the students themselves to appreciate them, that can also be done, but through oh. you. Yes. All right. So there you have it. You can also, again, if you're liking what you're hearing and you want to give back, like she said, to the youth in the motherland, feel free to reach out to me at the Reverse Design Team Hair Salon. Uh, and you can, um, that's at 216-321-1101. Of course, you can email me at ladoshaw at yahoo.com, as well as all of my social media platforms. Feel free to inbox, direct message me, and I will respond. And as Fatu pointed out, I am very transparent, and we definitely make sure that she will get every single penny that you send and that you donate. And let me give you an example of just what you can do on your own. So I have uh, a few friends who are uh, in a... Um, African-centric authorship group called the Masi Warrior Clan. These group of gentlemen um, had their books over into the right library. I bought the books. We did an essay contest. These gentlemen from all over the United States, they are not just, they, none of them were from Cleveland, as a matter of fact. They were from all over the United States. They galvanized via their group, the Masi Warrior Clan, and they created a scholarship to help pay for students to go to school. So while you don't have to create, you know, a, a group of people, you can do this individually. But if you do have an organization, your church, your social club, your social group, um, and you and you or individually you want to donate, again, you can reach out to me, uh, and I will make sure that she gets every single penny. Now, can you tell us um, how do you monitor their growth? Like, how do you know? how the students are growing or maybe not growing uh, inside uh, the disciplines, the studies at the Gay and Girl Skills Academy? Um, we have an alumni that we have an association that everybody will be part of if you come to the school. And when they finish, we always have programs that we invite them. 
And what I do is every end of year also, I think I've posted that this December, every end of year we go around to see students and see how busy do you network. And those who are not working to through the alumni, we call them and said, come update us or where are you? We wanted to visit or to know what you're doing. And if people needed to employ too, we create a link that they will come to us and, and recruit our students. And when they recruit them, we do a follow-up. We go and monitor them. Every end of month, we have a team that goes around to monitor the successes of our students and come back with an evaluation form that they feel with them and that helps us to gauge their progress. So when we know that you're not doing much and you were good, we can come back to you and see, do you want to do this? We've seen this. Do you want it to be part of it? And we also, our students, 80% of our students are students that we've trained and then they're working with us. They're the teachers now. The hairdressing, we don't hire teachers from anywhere, but only work with our students. The best, we bring them back, work on the teachers for one year and have all the experience they need and we also we employ them and get them a license to work. This is how we also do, we plow back. We don't just let them go around and don't work. That is why when you listen to me, I said we have 80% of our students gainfully employed or either working for themselves because we train them on entrepreneurship and customer care and that gives them the zeal to know that they must be independent as they finish the course. Either work for themselves or work for people or even work from home. But we hardly have a student that tells you, I'm not doing anything. That is a slogan that we do not compromise and we do not work with because we always tell them that they have to be independent from the day one that they start. And from, that day, from day one to the day that they finish, that is all in their mind that I have to be a champion on my own. And this is the message that we send to them and it's so strong for them and they hold it and do that. Yes. Wow, that's pretty, pretty powerful. So we're talking about excellence. One of the questions that people always ask me um, about my trip to Africa was, what was the first thing I noticed? Because everyone is concerned, is there a disconnect between African-Americans and Africans? And I would say the answer, of course, is no. But what I noticed first I mean, right off the rip, as soon as I stepped foot uh, into the welcome that I received was the level of excellence. And you can hear this in the interview with Fatou, that the excellence that we receive here or, or that's demanded uh, from, uh, from us by our parents and our grandparents here in America, it is also a standard and a norm right there um, uh, in Mama Africa by way of Fatou. Uh, so let me ask you, let me just share this with you guys too. And Fatou, can you expand on this? Uh, the right library uh, that we have inside the school, as you just heard Fatou speak of, their goal, which is to help them, you know, uh, with their skills and of course their customer service. Inside the right library, three things that we do the most. Number one, we definitely help the children with access, or well, the students rather, uh, to read because these are young adults. So reading is essential. Number two, language. So, um, and how many uh, languages do the uh, do you guys speak in Banjul? Um, the official language. Okay, the yeah, official language. Languages. Yes. How many? How many languages? Four. Okay, so four languages plus English makes five. Now remember guys, 
the students have are going to speak their language as well as English language. So the library also is to help build the link English language so that they can be able to service the tourists who are coming from various parts of the world. And in addition, this will build their self-esteem. So if you're thinking about donating, also if you want to, um, um, to gain an understanding of why these skills and why this school is so important, it is because they're going to get the skill set they're going to be able to read. They're going to be able to build their English speaking. And then, of course, this is going to boost their self-esteem, um, which, of course, will increase the likelihood of them graduating. And then, like she said, going out into Banjul and becoming gainfully employed. Now, as we wrap uh, this interview up, can you talk a little bit about the workforce? Like, what type of jobs uh uh, do the students get and uh, where are they uh, the most happiest and a little bit more um, about uh, the energy uh, um, um, the climate change program that you have thank you um, I would also want to talk a little bit more on the library because we have a little bit of constraints with the library um, you know we have computers that we that, that the students use to do some research so we would need support on more computers and also relevant books that will be that we can use with the courses that we do as well so that they can do further research on the books that we have we only have books on hairdressing that you give us but we also need books on tailoring we also need books on beauty cosmetology we need books on catering as well and home management if we have these books, they can be able to resonate very well with what they are learning at the center. That can also help them. And if we have inspiring books, books of C.J. Walker, people that are so inspiring in the black community that they can also read and be motivated to do more. You know, books of Kunta Kinte, books of people that have done a lot historically to empower black people or to empower young people. Those books, too, we really needed them to have on, in the library to help us. You know, internet connectivity is sometimes a very big problem for us. You know, if we have also support on, on that, then we can have the highest um, make on internet that can also help us in doing fast researches on the, on, um, at the library. Yes. Um, how do we gauge their success? I think we talked about, we've talked about that. And to wrap up, I believe that the students are very much motivated because passion is real. If they have the passion of doing certain things, that is why when parents come in and said, my daughter wanted to do hairdressing, but I wanted her to do catering. I said, I'm not taking her on catering because that is not her choice. Give her a choice that she wants so that she can excel. That is where the passion lies. And passion is very strong in a person. If they have a passion of doing certain things, let them do it so that they can excel in it. If they don't have a passion, they're forced to do it then the demand for doing that skills is not there. It's just the force and the fear that if they don't do it, they might not have what they want. But if we let them go with their passion, they come out and do very well in whatever they wanted to do. That is where creativity comes in. That is where innovation comes in. And with creativity and innovation, that is what rules the world right now. If people innovate, they come on top of you. They have a competitive edge. If they, if they um, create as well every day, they think of creating. Every day they think of creating, that is innovation. Because innovation is not something that we do, bam, and it's done. It comes in gradually. You innovate gradually, gradually, and people tend to like what you do, tend to like what you do forever. And if you do not stop, then you still have a competitive edge above others. And we teach them to be very innovative. 
they do hairdressing, but we also bring beads and say, do you want to do shoes with beads? Do you want to do bags? All those are adding value to what they do. That is why they use the hair and do frames. They use the hair and do bags. They use the hair and do dresses. People are so fascinated about things that they do with the limited resources that they have. But because of innovation and creativity, they do all those things. So wherever they go to, they use the innovative mind and the creative mind to be on top of things and also to compete in the market and excel. There's a fashion week in Gambia. Our students go to the, the, those programs and be the, they be the medalists. They, be, they go to those programs and do the makeup. They go, go to those programs and do the hairstyles. Why? Because of the way they innovate and they create in what they do. If the British embassy is having a dinner, the American embassy is having a dinner, they consult some of our students to go and support in doing makeup and in serving and in, you know, welcoming yeah. guests. These are things that we also have strong partners and they believe in the work that we do. Donors come in and see what we create and what we do and they're very amazed about how the students' mindset have gone to that level because we push them. We push them to the level that they're so uncomfortable and whenever they are uncomfortable, they come out with beautiful things. They come out with a lot of things in their mind that they don't even believe that they've done it. But because we've pushed them, we told them that they're the stars and they can do it. This is our secret. This is what we do to make sure that they excel. We don't only look at what they give us, but we look at what we give them to empower them to be somebody tomorrow. Thank you. Wow, that is mighty, mighty powerful. So there you have it. Um, the Gay Intro Skills Academy. Uh, we have Fatou Sangay. She's the founder. She is also my sister love friend. Uh, mm -hmm. She has made abundantly clear that the library is um, in need of support, not just you know, financial cash. We're not just looking for money, but like she said, we're looking for books and computers and of course, a way to get those items over to Banjul Gambia. And again, if you are interested or you have the means of helping us get those items over there, feel free to reach out to me uh, at the Reverse Design Team Hair Salon 216-321-1101. You can email me at ladoshaw.com uh, at yahoo.com or of course you can contact me uh, via inbox and direct messaging on the various social media platforms because this school um, is most certainly using uh, and including uh, social enterprises at the folds of how they educate, motivate, and inspire uh, the youth. And then also we're talking about uh, beauty, skills, and literacy. These are the three components that are used uh, to just complement all that they offer at the Gay and Drill Skills Academy. And we thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, Fatu, are there any last words of encouragement or advice that you would like to give um, to, to our listeners? Some of them might be teachers. Some of them might be aspiring teachers like yourself and your wonderful staff because they also hire students who graduate. So um, any words of encouragement to all of us? Thank you so much. Thank you for the spirit that you have to support the people, the youth of the motherland. We appreciate you, Ladosa, and whoever comes across you to support. Because when you were coming, we had the greatest support from the United States, from different people, different walks of life. This is how we can move the continent if we're together. Together we can. Together we can uplift the young people in here, change their mindsets, let them be the best citizens living in the continent, and then 
improving whatever we thought is the best for all of them. I would like to appreciate each and everyone and all the donors that supports you. Everyone listening, thank you so much. Um, this is what we can do to empower. Let us have love for each other, empower each other, inspire each other, and then motivate each other for the highest height that we can take them. With that, Africa is the best continent that we can all live in. Thank you so much, my sister, love friend. Thank you. Appreciate you and everyone else. Thank you. All right, guys. So there you have it. I can't add anything to that. So you know what I say when I'm always signing out as we thank you so much for listening. And that is a whole lot of peace, a whole lot of love, and most certainly a whole lot of hair. But check this out. If you ain't got no hair, don't want no hair, can't stay in hair, can't grow hair. As a matter of fact, you plan on cutting it off in 2022. You know what I say? Don't even worry about it. Just rub your beautiful bald head because, <laughs> stay with me, bald heads are beautiful too. And so are you. Thank you. Thank you.